chapter 2. Solomon said he would build a temple for the name of the Lord and a palace for his kingdom. He assigned, and now here's a curiosity because in the last verse of the chapter, we have the same numbers given of these workers. So that was important for some reason. I'm not sure what it was. But he's going to kind of bookend the chapter with this report that they had 70,000 men to transport materials. By the way, material here probably means buckets of rock. You know, it's not exactly highly skilled labor, right? To carry carry bucket from here to there. You know, that's not really. Um, and 80,000 to quarry stone in the hills. They're not carving statues. They're just chopping stone, you know, it, and 3,600 to supervise them. So 150,000 stone cutters and basically unskilled uh, bucket carriers. You know, there's not much else going on here, but 3,600 to supervise them. Even that number will be duplicated. But would you, would you pay those people top minimum wage dollar? Probably not. In fact, they probably are not going to get a lot of wages at all. What kind of people would you make do this kind of work? Probably slaves of some kind, yeah. Anybody here seen a movie like, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? In the beginning of the movie, you see people who are, uh, people who are working together, making gravel by hand. Right? What is that? It's a chain gang. Yeah, those are prisoners. Yeah, and that's kind of what we have described here. So, Solomon sent this message to Huram, king of Tyre. I should talk about this guy too. Huram, king of Tyre. Elsewhere in the Bible, his name is spelled with an I, so it's Hiram, king of Tyre, and that's perfectly okay. Um, Hiram, not a common name, but which U.S. president? Which U.S. president? Grant. Grant. Grant's real name was Hiram Ulysses Grant. Do you know the story? Grant went to to sign up for the army because he couldn't do anything else. So his dad sent him to join the army. He goes in and he's kind of soft-spoken, you know, teenage boy, kind of shy, worked at his dad's harness shop. He goes in to, 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 to sign up for the army in the 1840s or whatever it was. And he, name... Hiram, Ulysses, Grant. And the guy didn't even hear the Hiram. And he mis- the mustering officer misspelled Ulysses, his middle name. Ulysses should have three S's in it. And I think that he spelled it Ulysses or something. He, and Grant goes S, like to tell him he spelled his name wrong. And the guy thinks that's the middle initial. So he becomes Ulysses S. Grant. And rather than make a big deal out of it, Grant just lived with it, okay. But his friends jumped on that right away because the S, of course, stands for what? Nothing. It's not really part of his name. Ulysses S. Grant. And so all of his friends naturally called him Sam because the S has to stand for something, right? So Sam. And then they, and they call him Sam Grant. That became his... The, the, all of his best friends called him Sam Grant because... That was his useless initial, but Ulysses S. Grant. Um, So, message to Huram, king of Tyre. Send me cedar as you did for my father David when you sent him cedar to build a house for himself to live in. 
I am building a house for the name of the Lord my God to dedicate it to him for burning fragrant incense before him. Look at this list of what happens at the temple. Burning fragrant incense for him. The continual arrangement of bread. What is, what, what, what's being described there? The showbread. The weekly showbread, yeah. Um, for burning offerings in the morning and evening. For the Sabbaths, the new moons, and the appointed festivals of the Lord our God. This is to be a permanent regulation for Israel. That's basically the, the regular, everyday workings of the temple, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, apart from the big festivals, this is it. So, uh, offerings of incense, bread, morning and evening sacrifices, and then these Sabbaths, new moon. Anybody see the new moon last night? No, it was a full moon. It's a trick question. So, <laughs> it was, was not fair, but it was a full, beautiful full moon this morning. Yeah, and uh, new moons in two weeks. And uh, permanent regulation for Israel. That was really, I, I apologize, that was naughty of me to ask you that question. The house, but everybody fell for it this morning too. So, The house that I am building will be great because our God is greater than all the gods. But who is able to build a house for him? The heavens, even the highest heaven, cannot contain him. Who am I to build a house for him except as a place to send incense and sacrifices up in smoke before him? Does Solomon understand his position in yeah, he really does, doesn't he? I, I can't do this. By the way, this thing about the heavens, the highest heaven, remember the Bible sometimes talks about three heavens? Where's the third heaven mentioned? Yeah, it's in 1 Corinthians. Paul talks about, uh, 2 Corinthians, about being caught up to the third heaven. He knows of a man who was caught up into the third heaven. It's Paul's way of saying, this was me. But, you know, without, you know, but... Uh, yeah, and so that what are the three heavens? That's the way they talked about these things. The, these are the three heavens. So the first heaven is the place where the birds fly. What do you call that between the birds and the clouds or all the weather happens, MVL graduates? What do you call that? The troposphere. Yeah, the expand, but the troposphere. It's where all of the weather happens and the birds fly and so forth. Airplanes fly and so forth. And then you have the place where the stars and planets are. Real. That's outer space. It's everything above that, right? And the third heaven is where God has his seat. That's heaven, heaven. But those are the three heavens. Where the birds are, way up there where the sun and moon and stars are, and then way up beyond that somewhere where God is. Those are the three heavens. Make sense? Now send me a man who is skillful at working with gold, silver, bronze, and iron, as well as with purple, crimson, and blue material. What color is crimson? Red, Red right? They... They call Alabama the Crimson Tide, right? Call me Deacon Blues. And who is trained in engraving. He will work with the skilled craftsmen who are with me in Judah and Jerusalem, whom my father David provided. Solomon asks Hiram or Huram to send a skilled craft. Well, if you were building a, a new, beautiful, it's supposed to be the, the best building in the whole wide world, who would you want to build it. 
he's dead now, but in our era, who was the greatest architect to live? Frank Lloyd Wright, I think. Yeah, he built, did he not build the uh, House on the Rock? I was terrified of that thing. We went every summer, Mon made me go and look, and I was, uh, it never fell while I was looking, but I was, more nightmares. Okay, um, anyway, but if you had, if you also if you needed an artist, and you could name the greatest building artist, painter of ceilings to ever live, who would you go for? Michelangelo, the guy who had to swallow paint for four years? Yeah, exactly. Well, he was on his back. How much do you think landed in his mouth? 2% is my guess. I don't know. <laughs> Beautiful throat. Michelangelo. Okay. Send me cedar, fir, and algum. The, the text here says aglum. I think that the, a copyist spelled the word wrong, but we have to have a footnote here. But uh, Timber from Lebanon, because I know that your servants know how to cut timber from Lebanon. Can't anybody cut a tree down? Oh, have you seen YouTube? No, not everybody can cut a tree down. And the thing falls on the guy's house, you know, or his car, or his dog, or what, no, not his dog, but whatever it is. Over and over and over again. My, my dad lives on a property in, on Lake Wisconsin that I call the Oaks because it's just all Oaks. In fact, I was, I was there a weekend ago, and in the morning when the wind blows, you don't need a, an alarm because the acorns are hitting the roof so hard, it wakes you up. So it's, but at, I was at the Oaks, and um, uh, I was looking at the trees there in Dad's yard and up, up, up the hill of this high hill that Dad, Dad's house is on over the lake. And uh, Wow, if you cut any one of those down the wrong way, it's, it's just going to hit the house. You've got to be so careful with what you do. And, um, and so send guys who know how to cut timber. We, we don't have the right lumberjacks. Send, 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 send responsible men. Look, my servants will work with your servants to prepare lumber for me in abundance because the house which I am building will be great and wonderful. To support the lumberjacks who work for you, I love that the EHV chose, instead of woodcutters, Went for lumberjacks there. I, 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 I didn't do this book, but I, I appreciate that translation. Uh, I have sent aside 120,000 bushels of crushed wheat. How big is a bushel? Laundry basket? Yeah, yeah, five-gallon bucket. That's a lot of wheat, huh? It's a lot of wheat. 120,000 bushels of barley? What do you use barley for? Beer, yeah. What are the three alcohols of biblical times? Two are in the Bible, one is not. Wine, beer, mead. Mead, fermented honey. Yeah, it's in Beowulf, but not in the Bible. So it's just... um, why weren't they drinking whiskey and bourbon and so forth back then? They hadn't been invented still yet. So they only had three alcohols. None of the other stuff had been... Did you say bummer? <laughs> Sorry, I saw that. I saw that. Um, but uh, no, that stuff is actually pretty brand new, relatively speaking. Um, 
is it uh, like 800 AD or 1200 AD before even the very first mentions of um, bourbon or whiskey are made and thing, and stills got you know better and better and there were a couple of explosions and then you know things like that but 120,000 gallons of wine and 120,000 gallons of olive oil. So this is the, David, or, or Solomon's going to send this to pay for the lumberjacks and everything and to support them. And Hiram or Huram sent a letter to Solomon which says, because of the love of the Lord for his people, he has made you king over them. Nice start to a letter. This, these are, this is an ally. These guys are not at war at all. Horam also said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who made the heavens and the earth. He has given King David a wise son. And by the way, we have now the whole book that so far. We've got a little, a little uh, first and, and uh, uh, a little book ending going on because that's what Solomon asked for was wisdom. And now this foreign king recognizes it right away. A wise son, discretion and understanding, who will build a house for the Lord and a house for for his kingdom. Now, I have sent a skilled man who has expertise, Huram Abi, the son of a woman from among the daughters of Dan. His father is a man from Tyre. Who do you think the man from Tyre might be? Who's writing the letter? Huram? This man's, this expert's name, Huram Abi, means my father is Huram? Might be the king's son. I can't prove that. And, uh, but it's interesting that uh, in the, remember the, the other expert was the son of Caleb? Or the great-grandson of Caleb? And now we have the son of, maybe the son of Hiram, king of Tyre? Um, but the daughter, uh, the, the daughters of Dan, so his mom is an Israelite woman. So therefore this expert is not an outsider, right? He's, he's an insider. He's, his mother is a Jew. Um, he is skillful at working with gold, silver, bronze, iron, stone, wood, and with blue or purple, blue, and crimson material and fine white linen. He actually lists, he's better He's good with more stuff than you asked for. So he's even, and I, I see here the pride of a, of a dad. Oh, he's just what you want and more if you want it. It's just, I'm just saying, you know, he's all, he could also like, you know, but I'm just, I can't, I can't prove this, but it just seems like maybe it's certainly a possibility at least. Otherwise, this is a king who is certainly proud of his very skilled craftsmen from his country. And he agrees to send him down. Sure, go ahead. He is qualified to do all the engraving and to execute every design which is given to him together with your craftsmen and the craftsmen of my Lord David, your father. Now, let my Lord Solomon send the wheat, barley, oil, and wine that he promised to us, his servants. We will cut timber from Lebanon according to all your needs and we'll ship it to you at Joppa. Joppa is about even with Jerusalem, but over on the coast. So, but he had to get it down to Joppa somehow from Lebanon. As rafts upon the sea, you can then transport it up to Jerusalem. 
So he's going to send it via the Mediterranean Sea. But that's what lumberjacks do. Um, this is uh, a contemporary engraving of uh, guys in boats. They kind of look like Viking ships, don't they? Um, with, with lumber tied to the boats. So they, they just made big rafts of, of these things and transported them. Um, now, from where I live in uh, south-central Wisconsin is the Wisconsin River. It has been called the hardest-working river in the world because a lot of this went on in the old lumberjacking days on the Wisconsin River where they would send down huge uh, 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 rafts of logs um, and undo huge log jams and things like that and... Uh, for for building uh, all the, the for basically building all of the ships that went up and down the Mississippi and the cities that grew up on the banks of the Mississippi all along. Solomon took a census of all the male aliens who were residing in the land of Israel after the census his father David had taken. There were one hundred fifty-three thousand six hundred. Does that number ring a bell? Well. Out of that number, he designated 70,000 to transport materials, 80,000 to quarry stone in the hills, and 3,600 overseers to make the people work. That's that same number we had before, just spoken of differently. And now we find out who these were. They weren't slave laborers. They were just all the foreigners who were, <laughs> who were living in... in, in he, he, forced them to, he, he forced them to do the, the, um, the unskilled labor. Brad. A man of faith? Yeah, because he says stuff like uh, um, the one who, where does it say that? Uh, uh, the Lord, uh, well, okay, he's acknowledging God there, but yeah. the Lord, the God of Israel, who made the heavens and the earth. Right. Um, where is that? Wow. Yeah, who made the heavens and the earth? Yeah. Um, um, it could be that he's being polite and he knows how to talk about God. But you get the idea from Hiram that maybe he, he was, and certainly if one of his wives was a woman from the tribe of Dan, maybe. We also find out something else about that woman in Kings. Um, her husband had been from the tribe of Naphtali. And so she is also called a Naphtalite. And Dan and Naphtali are next to each other. So did she live actually in Dan, but she married a guy from Naphtali, and he died. So she's a widow. And then she married this guy from Tyre. Um, and did kings sometimes marry worthy widows? Uh, who's the famous one? David married Abigail. Yeah, yeah. Um, who was the wife of the guy from Mount Carmel. Next week, we will talk a little bit more about the, the theology of the temple and uh, some more details as we do another chapter or two, or maybe two and a half, three, and go on from there. We didn't do a lot of theology tonight, I apologize, mostly kind of just background stuff and so forth. But, uh, but I would really like to, to thank you, as always, for letting me do this. Let's close with the doxology tonight. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him all creatures here below.
Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. You've been listening to Invisible Church, the Bible study podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church, New Orleans, Minnesota.